It may not mean nothing to y'all But understand nothing was done for me So I don't plan on stopping at all I want it forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine Shutting sh** down in the mall And telling that girl she the one for me And I ain't even planning to call I want it forever, mine, ever, mine and we are back right here on the Real 1100 AM. I am your host, Mr. KC Pratt. And Mr. Marketology is still not coming to work. This dude just took a week off at the beginning of the year. How you going to do it? How you going to do it, Joe? <laughs> now, thank y'all so much for joining us right here on the Real 1100 AM. iHeartRadio checking in all over the world. Our folks in Africa, shout out. My folks in uh, India, shout out. My folks in Mexico, shout out. Uh, we got folks everywhere now, bro. I seen somebody listening in Europe. I said, why y'all yep. listening to me? <laughs> hey, I, I'm just happy to hear my voice right now, right? You sound good, though, brother. I, I ain't going to lie to you. Even though your dog's skin, hey. you know, I ain't going to hold it against you today. <laughs> hey, but, but, hey, this is what I have telling Miracle. I realize this. The reason we're having this lag, you know, on, in the news, they got the, the person that's in the street. It's all in the hurricane, the rain. They be asking questions, and the person be standing there looking stupid. That's me. I'll be, like, so late when I be responding to y'all because I'll be getting it late. I'm out here in these fields. I'm in these streets. He reporting live from the COVID zone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some announcements out of the way, y'all, real quick. Uh, join my good friend, uh, Miss Cynthia Harper. She called me today. She uh, will be doing the... This this is this word, ecumenical service. Have y'all ever heard of something like that? I don't know. It must be a Keratin thing. But it's an MLK service. <laughs> but join uh, Miss Cynthia Harper. She is a very, very powerful, impactful speaker. She was just here uh, not too long ago. And, I mean, she just, I mean, she changed my life with some of the stuff she uh, talked about in that show. Uh, but in uh, Sunday, January 16th, she will be at City Station. She said at 5 o'clock uh, right there at 2115 Maple Street. And that's Carrollton, Georgia, 30117. Uh, she will be the keynote speaker. And trust me, uh, you definitely don't want to miss it. Uh, also, uh, January 16th, I want everybody to go over to the Nouveau Bar and Grill at 3775 Main Street College Park, Georgia, 30337. This is going to be January 16th from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And I want everybody to go out and support my good friend and top 25 Atlantan, Judge Cassandra Kirk. Uh, we got to keep her in there for Fulton County Chief Magistrate Judge. She is doing some awesome things down there. She helping folks like you would not believe. We yep. did our... And get some chicken and waffles, too. <laughs> you said some good chicken and waffles? Yeah. Je Jeff is our, our, our resident food critic. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel bad for you, brother, because you ain't get to go get your lunch like you normally know do every day this week. What you, what you grub hubbed it? Man, hey, I, I I roughed it today. But Miracle went out for me. She got I talked to her. She was in the drive through, so she taking up the taking up the mantle for me. She so she's she taking up slack. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I came in the day food all across the table and all that type of stuff. I said, I ain't had lunch yet. How y'all gonna do me like that? But I'm working on it. I'm working on my body, I'm working on my mind, and I'm working on my bank account. So if you wanna get your body right. I want y'all to go over to Titans Fitness over in Smyrna and go see my good friends Daniel and Rachel. They are both world champions and both trainers and can get you exactly where you want to be for the new year. You can see them at 1834 South Cobb Industrial Boulevard. 
at Southeast, and that's in Smyrna, Georgia, 30082. You can visit them online at titans.net. Tell them KC sent you, and you will get a free training with Impact Training, and that is Miss Rachel Stuckert. Also, <clears throat> my barber came back. He even got me in early, so I got to give him a shout-out. I, I appreciate I, I got a good haircut, don't I got a good haircut. You can talk this fine. Oh, yeah, we know you here. You we know you're here. <laughs> you heard it. She said, you know you look good because I'm light-skinned. I try to tell you. Hey, KC, for all that junk you talked that week he was off, I'd have cut a smiley face in the back of your head. My part kind of thick this week. I ain't going to lie. My part kind of thick this week. I think I made him mad. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do want to go see my bar, uh, Melvin Bowden, uh, 770-485-6772 gets you an appointment with him. Just give him a call. He will definitely get you in if he ain't on vacation. <laughs> or you can just visit him over at 6405 Fairburn Road right there in Douglasville, Georgia. And at is Studio 1211. Well, Jeff, we just finished our first ever discussions on Clubhouse. It, it yeah. was an interesting yeah. night, wasn't it? It was interesting at best. We will definitely uh, learn Clubhouse a little better. <laughs> but it was interesting at best. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, you can join us for the Rockstar Mastermind, February 5th, 2022, uh, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can go to the therockstarofbranding.com, Ms. Lindo, mm-hmm. therockstarofbranding.com, and get tickets. It gets you in the room. It's only $497. It's a three-hour and intensive mastermind. We get right to it. We get rid of the fluff. We get rid of the rumors. We get rid of the fake gurus and their bad advice. Mm-hmm. We bust in the myths. And we're going to tell you all exactly what you need to do to become the rock star of your industry. And it ain't about building no Facebook page. Uh, uh, holla at me. <laughs> Amen. I see Duff be late. He be lost in me. That's, that's what I it mean, be. He just be sitting there looking at me. I'm He's like, I'm up here and the rain is in my face. The wind's blowing hard. I'm up here just trying to keep up. I know. It's so hard sitting in front of that computer in your living room, man. (laughs) 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 But for real, though, I'll tell you, man, that quarantine feel like you're in jail, don't Even when you're at home, it's just the fact I can't go nowhere, you know? Exactly. Exactly. But I can't wait to get to this mastermind so we'll be in person. By then, my voice is going to be better. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be energized. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to have my uh, whatever drink sponsoring us at the time, <laughs> and we're going to get it in. Oh, yeah. Now, I want to send a shout-out today to the Paulding County Sheriff Department. Thank you all so much, and you know why. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I, I, I ain't even going to get into it. I'm going to get right into these, these guests because uh, one of them told me he's a generational wealth expert. Generational, that means a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Get so join me. Right. <laughs> Joining us to the program today, Dr. Sean Harris. What's going on, KC? How you doing today, Doc? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. He came in. He said, I'm a doctor. I said, what? Doctor, what? He said, I'm a money doctor. I said, hold on. I need to see you, brother. Let me get on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> now, I see you brought your book in here with you today. And, and I love the title, From C-Student to CEO. Explain us uh, just a little bit before we get into your background, because you just really, really intrigued me with the title of that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain a little bit about what you do, and then explain uh, what, what it means, C-Student C to CEO. Mm-hmm. Well, we, uh, we own multiple companies. We own a home healthcare company, real estate, two real estate companies, aviation company, uh, publishing company, 
commercial real estate. Okay. And quite a few other ones. You said an aviation company. Yes. Uh, you own planes? In the process of acquiring a personal plane now for okay. our chartering purposes. You know, I fly. Personal. Really? I can fly a single engine Cessna. Oh, really? Flying on a simulator does not count as flying. Bro, I, I, let me tell y'all something. Well, all y'all telling y'all kids to stop playing video games, I learned how to fly the plane on GTA. All right? And I was up there with the pilot. I was doing so good. He was like, bro, I'm going to let you have it. So with these single ends of Cessnas, they more like a glider. Okay? So when you when you get ready to land, right, I, he said, we finna land. He said, you feel comfortable landing? I said, how am I supposed to land? He said, all you got to do, we're going to get close to the runway, and then we're going to cut it off. And he's going to stomp on the brake. <laughs> I was scared to death, but I got it. And we almost stopped on the runway. So we was doing good. Uh, cool, cool. But, yeah, but- but now, ex- explain to us, uh, C student and the CEO. Yeah, I um, I was a C student. Just okay. wanted to see my way out. Okay. And I particularly remember I had a, um, a guidance counselor. I'm not going to mention her name, but her name is Miss Byram. And she told <laughs> oh, me yeah. that being, <laughs> being a C student, the most I'd amount to will be a warehouse worker. Oh, man. Mm. Now, needs to say, I never worked in a warehouse. I have owned a warehouse before. Um, but I just took that because, you know, we have... Three types of education. You have a scholastic or an academic education. Oh, yeah. That's where we learn how to read, write, arithmetic. We use that to exchange our time for money. Oh, yeah. Basically, go get a job. Then we have professional education. That's where we kind of hone in on our skills, like being an engineer or a doctor or whatever you want to be. Uh, that tends to give you a higher income. But the third type of education we don't receive in the school system, and that's the financial education. Oh, yes. So And a lot of parents complain about that, too. Exactly. So what we do there is we have to learn about business acumen, start learning about finances, and more importantly, learn about generational wealth. Oh, yeah. So uh, I have two children, two small children. I have an older 18-year-old. He just went to the Air Force this past week. All right. Congratulations. A, thank you. I have a 12-year-old daughter. Uh, she owns an African-American doll collection. And wow. she has her own uh, children's multivitamin. Oh, wow. Six you figure. said a multivitamin? Mm-hmm. And how old is she? 12. So it's a six-figure business at 12 years old. And I also have Damn. an 11-year-old. He uh, teaches his uh, You'll be financial my dad. literacy. <laughs> You'll be my dad. I'll be that baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> my dad did. I needed that. <laughs> uh, and then my, uh, my 11-year-old son, he owns a financial uh, literacy company where he teaches wow. kids about financial literacy through uh, his courses, his uh, financial flashcards, books. Uh, he's a three-time author. My daughter's a four-time author. I'm a 33-time author. So You said 33. Wow. You got 33, 33 books. 33. How you write so many books, man? It's easy. Is it, it's, 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 I, I know it's a formula to writing books and this mm-hmm. type of stuff. And once you kind of learn the formula, it's, all right, let me throw this paragraph here and this. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, it's just 33 books, man. Wow. It, it comes with a lot of uh, just your wisdom and experiences. It's kind of like I tell people, if you have an orange, if you okay. squeeze it, you're going to get orange juice. If I squeeze a lemon, I'm going to get lemon juice. Oh, yeah. If I squeeze a person, whatever's in you is going to come out. So when well, you, if you squeeze the light skin. <laughs> <laughs> TMI. There you go. There yeah. go. So whatever whatever you have learned over the over the years, experienced, okay, and so forth like that, it's easy to write books at that point. Wow. No, no. I, I got to be honest with you. You look kind of like a young man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I see you got a little little salt and pepper, but you look look like a young man. And most time when folks start talking about that type of knowledge and wisdom, they much further in their career. <laughs> so like, how did you absorb so much knowledge, or, or what have you studied that that? just really, really gave you so much knowledge to give to the world? Well, uh, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Okay. Uh, my great aunt and uncle owned one of the first two, well, both sides of my family, we owned the first two African-American-owned hotels here in Atlanta. Wow. Uh, you know, one of them is mm. Pascal's. 
Uh, the oven was 40 really? days. So back then, during the Chitlin Circuit, they had provided uh, lodging and food for, of course, uh, all the entertainers, Sam Cook, Aretha Franklin, stuff oh, yeah. like that. So my uncle Ford and May, they actually owned the first and only African-American-owned taxi company also. Okay. So we come from that lineage of entrepreneurship. Both my parents owned companies growing up. Uh, my dad would always just take me to uh, on service calls with them. So I started seeing how business incorporated into our family unit. Let's, let's stop right there for a mm-hmm. second. How important is that to, to not only just know that your family owns businesses and that type of stuff, but to actually be with them and, and, and be a part of what's going on? How, how Just that experience, I mean, with all your success, we can see. But just for you personally, what, what was that like? And, and, and is that really one of the biggest things that drives your success? It is. Uh, we used to have family meetings when I was, when I was younger where my parents would pull the whole family together. We would talk about everything, finances, bills, uh, money looking kind of funny this week. We talk about all that kind of stuff, and to this day I still do that. Um, like I'm literally just coming from an interview with the, at the uh, Herman Russell building okay. uh, with my son. Oh, yeah, I know about the Russell. He, uh, he, he did a tour, and he's doing stuff over there with uh, Jay Bailey, some, a lot of cool stuff. Oh, yeah, Jay, so, Jay is an awesome dude, man. Yeah, Jay is. The, what man. he's done over there at RCIE Center, man, mm-hmm. all the attention they got all over the country. Yeah. Like, really, that man's got CNN over there, Google's yeah. come in. I mean, Microsoft, everybody is, is, is involved in that RCIE Center. Have you been over there yet? Man, I, we was a part of the uh, starting. Like, we was over there. Uh, we actually did a couple of events over there. You know, they got that big room mm-hmm. with the big, big mm-hmm. screen in there. And then, you know, we was working with him right before they actually opened gotcha. uh, the thing. We was doing some branding <laughs> with him. Matter of fact, let me let me just go on and bring it to the conversation because she want to say something so bad. Uh, uh, she said she a brand strategist. Okay. And her name is Miss Martina Lindo. How y'all doing? I done told her she done messed up today, bro. You're dealing with the rock star brand. You're going to come in with my job? Hey, it's Freedom Friday, so it's about to get real up here. Say it's Freedom Friday. (laughs) Jeff booked you on purpose just to come in here and mess with me. (laughs) That's what it is. Go ahead. But, no, thank you you so much for joining the program. And and it's so funny that, you know, all us entrepreneurs are sitting here. Uh, You say you're a brand strategist. Tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do. Um, well, yes. Thanks y'all for so much for having me today. Um, I got started in this industry through storytelling. I was a blogger doing lifestyle stuff, being all cute on Instagram. (laughs) And then I started making websites because I had to make a website for myself. And then people started asking me, can you make a website for me too? Um, I grew up in the church and I had to do all the church flyers, all the church magazines, all the stuff that you be seeing them post around. And I just learned how to use all the tools and skills to create create things. So I learned all of the Adobe suites. I was making videos, making logos, and I just taught myself how to do all this stuff randomly, you know, out of necessity to help my parents' ministry. Um, and then when I started um, blogging, it, it started to evolve into something else. People started to reach out to me like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And then I started to combine that with my love for storytelling. And I was like, hmm, what is this? What am I doing? And so <laughs> then I realized, you know, I, I had started branding. Um, so then I went to school. Um, I graduated Spelman College class of 2014. Proud Spelmanite. Um, and then I got my master's in communication from Georgia State. All right. And I just used all my experiences similar to what you said and 
just built this brand called the Blueprint Creative. And so that's what I, I do, offer services to help people build and brand things that are important to them. And it's not just about their logo that they can slap on on things. It's about the story, the experience. <laughs> just has to come for me. <laughs> just has to come for me, too. That, that was for you, Casey. That was for you. Um, it's just really about telling their story. <laughs> this is how we sell T-shirts, okay? <laughs> and hoodies and jackets. Uh-oh. And tiles, but <laughs> I ain't mad at you. <laughs> no, but uh, coming back to my uh, entrepreneur of the year over here, uh, how important is branding in your business? Very important. Uh, just like she just said, a lot of times people they just throw up a website or a rickety business card and they say, I'm in business and you're supposed to support me. <laughs> I know, right? But as you just said, there's a storyline behind it. Oh, yes. Like with both of my kids, like with uh, my daughter Kennedy, she was actually taken out of the school system, and that was the inception of her company. She was taken by a defects worker. Her name is Kennedy, ending with the letter I. Okay. They were looking for a Kennedy that ended with the letter Y. Wow. wow. Same mm. last names, different birthdays. So the school system just came in and snatched her, and it was wow. actually an extraction, which means that it's like a sneak move. You take them out, yeah. relocate them, you never hear from them again. Wow. So oh my God. thankfully I was able to make it in time. She was missing for like three and a half hours. So that was the inception of her business, and she wanted to be able to start a, a company of her own as a coping mechanism. So she started a safety locket initially. Wow. That segued into her African-American doll collection because that kind of brought her comfort. And then she segued into the uh, multivitamins. Same thing with my son. My son had a speaking concern, that's what I'm going to call it, up until he was like almost five years old. And my wife claimed she could understand him. And I was like, what that boy saying? <laughs> but long story short, that speech impediment turned him into one of the top speakers under 12 years old in the country. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he segued into his company, uh, Financial Literacy. Now, he uh, speaks for fee, of course, uh, around the country. He was just featured in Black Enterprise Magazine last month. Wow. So branding is everything, but it's the storyline that comes behind it. You can't just say, hey, I'm just this or whatever. Just like I explained my journey from being a C student mm-hmm. to being a multi-CEO. So branding is everything. No, I, I, I definitely get you. And, and we got uh, Miss one of, one of our biggest fans. She's my number one rated fan. You know I love you, Miss Algenia Kirsten. She said, my brother slapped me and called me Tina Turner. I don't want to slap you, though. <laughs> she said that's exactly what her dad did with all ten of her brothers and sisters. Uh, she said, okay, that's way too much information, Algenia. <laughs> but she did say that they did own a bunch of businesses and that type of stuff, like, you know, janitorial businesses and insurance companies. So thank you so much for uh, chiming in, Miss Algenia. But uh, coming back over here, you know, storytelling. And, and it's uh, funny that you say that. And this right here <laughs> is a story. Trust me. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's true. But uh, one of the biggest things that we try to get across with people is the story that sells. It's that story that connects. You can put your logo on whatever, but if it ain't nothing behind that logo, ain't nobody studying it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's funny that a check can mean so much. Right. A little smile with a little... Arrow can mean so much, and that's branding, big time branding, because you know what that smile means now. Yeah. And with Nike, we all know how Nike started. We know the story behind it. And every time you see that check, you want to either run, play some basketball, or do something. <laughs> so that that is so powerful. Now, uh, when it comes to branding, when you are looking at a client, how do you approach this? Like, what is the first things that you start to look at? I start with them. Okay. individual a who, lot are of, who are you because a lot of times businesses they think that the individual story doesn't play a part in building the business oh yeah but that's backwards thinking because so much of who you are what you're doing it's going to reflect in your business with 
whether or not you intentionally do it. And so I start with the process of you need to own your voice. Why is this thing, this business, this brand, this story, something that's important to you? Why do you want to bring this thing to life in the world? And when people can unlock the deeper meaning of their why, they can truly make an impact. And regardless of what your business is, the thing that you do, your brand can stay the same. So every time you pivot in your business, your brand doesn't have to change. I mean, Nike, look at that. They can do anything they want and their mission, their message can always be the same. They can start selling skirts if they want to. They probably do sell skirts already, but whatever they want, they can make those pivots because people are so connected to their brand. And, and, And it's just like we teach people. It's about taking that story, finding the message. And taking that message and connecting it to either a logo or to a product or something like that. So people, when they use it or when they wear it, like this beautiful pride shirt, how proud of yourself you're going to feel. I'm so tired of this t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selling, girl. She don't want another rock star. She don't. I, I do. I'm sorry, man. I don't even hate on your stuff. <laughs> but but, but now that's really what it's about. It's about how do I communicate this message and how do I do it in every step uh, of, of my career and everything that I do, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, uh, coming back to my, my entrepreneur expert, I, I'm, man, I'm floored by you. Because <laughs> the aviation company, you just caught me on that part. So as you are starting your businesses and you're starting to create these businesses, what are the first type of things that you start to think in your mind? Systems. As you, okay, wow. Systems. Everything that I do now um, is system-driven. Okay. The whole goal is is to work on your business, to work in your business, to work out of your business. So the goal there is is to have it completely automated. And that's how you create generational wealth. You know, a lot of times we get jobs where, mm. uh, you know, I was in law enforcement, and it's like you can't hand your badge and your weapon over to your kid and, and hand them your rank as well. They got to start back over at zero. But with generational wealth, that gives you a, uh, a stepping stone to start building something that's going to become a legacy wealth. And that's, and that's done through systems. You know, it's like McDonald's. If you go to a McDonald's in California, you go to McDonald's in New York, you go to a McDonald's in Texas, a number one is still a number one. Big Mac, the milk, yeah. milk shake machine will always be broke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it's, a, it's a duplicatable system. So that's what you want to do is you want to be able to duplicate yourself through system-driven entities or income-producing assets. Wow. And that's, that's the key thing is you got to have income-producing assets. And a lot of times I think people just build, particularly in our community, People build businesses, what, what they think is a business. Thank you. Um, and we got, we got to get Solopreneur into, is not yeah, an entrepreneur. That's right. Okay. <laughs> you you got to be in a position to write some payroll. And more importantly, we have to be able to have things that people really need yeah. long, long term. You know, cocoa butter, that's cool. Skincare, that's pretty cool. But we have to have real businesses yeah. that, that can carry legacy behind it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I definitely have a question in on that. When you talked about you and your family have so many businesses in it, and you're talking to children, how do you get your family and your children excited about it? Because I know whenever I talk to um, people within my family, I've been told, I just want to be a kid. I just want to be a kid. You know, it's sort of like I feel like I'm, I'm preaching to them. Mm-hmm. How do you get them more, like, they're excited, they want to grow a business, you know, it, it becomes it becomes a way of life versus another chore. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. that, that's a great question. And like you say, it's, it's lifestyle. You know, that's the biggest question my wife and I get. They always ask us, do the kids get to be kids? If you come in our house, mm-hmm. me and my son have WWE 
all day long, every day. Ah, you're mad at my own heart. Hey, I'm talking about his room consists of two computer monitors, two TVs, and a whole bunch of WWE action figures all around. Wow. So he goes live. I mean, he interviews multi-millionaires, billionaires. Uh, Michael V. Roberts interviewed him. Uh, Dr. Uh, Kimbrough, Dr. Fraser. So Dr. Kimbrough, that's, that's a good one. Dennis oh, yeah. Kimbrough, that's a good friend of mine. So, he go off. So the, the, the thing there is it just becomes a lifestyle. And it's kind of like how... You can take a three or two year old. You can play any song that's out now. They know every word. They know how to dance to it and everything. Well, at the same time, yeah. they can learn about things that's going to be important, oh, yeah. like finances, like my son's cadence flashcards. It's like the cards we had as kids, where it has mm-hmm. a, uh, a financial term on one side and a definition on the other side, oh. and know, they just start learning business acumen just like they would learn anything else. You know, it's funny uh, that you know this whole came, this whole question came up because the the biggest thing that we have looked at is trying to touch this younger generation, trying to make entrepreneurship cool. Mm-hmm. You know, we made rap cool. We made being a, a drug dealer and all these other bad things cool. But trying to take ownership over your life and trying to be an entrepreneur, start your own business, because mm-hmm. folks don't understand, bro. We get up and do whatever we want to every single day. That's right. And don't get me wrong, yeah. I got to work. I do have to work. Jeff don't, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> but we do have to work, hey, but it's hey, on my own wait, terms. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like you heard my man say, I got two phones. I'm gonna pull up the other computer. I got two computers and a phone in the hand. I'm working on all angles here. I'm just gonna lock in. <laughs> and, and Jeff, you know that's one thing too. We got to get out of the mind frame. We only teach as a culture our kids that they can only make money by carrying a ball or a microphone. Yep. And if you're gonna carry a microphone, and that's what's got to stop. You got to do it as a keynote speaker when you can command you a, go. A, a speaker fee of seventy five hundred. Twenty-five thousand dollars, fifty thousand an hour. Let me get let, let me get my branding person to come in real quick and, and, and speak to the power of being that keynote speaker and being at the front of the room. It's important because when you can, when you've created the system, and I and I really love that because I'm reading Atomic Atomic Habits again, and he talks so much about creating systems in your life that will allow you to become the person that you want oh, yeah. by not focusing on the result, but by focusing on the things that you do in your everyday life to achieve those things so that you don't have to worry about the result because the result's going to be coming mm-hmm. because you have this system in place. Um, and so being able to stand in front of a room and command the attention of people who are saying, wow, I want to learn from you. It means that you did the work. It means that you showed up when you needed to. It means that you've done the things to put yourself in position. Mm -hmm. And that's what I talk to my clients about all the time, positioning. If you want to be able to make an impact, and that's me. I just focus on impact. And I know money, wealth is important. But at the end of the day, you're going to leave all that behind. Mm -hmm. And if people don't remember you for the way that you made them feel, for the way that you inspired them to change and to become better... That's that's what, you know, being able to stand in front of a room and command that and say, yes, I'm going to help you become the person that you envision yourself to be. Um, And being able to establish that credibility in whatever industry and space that you're in, it means connecting to the people who are already making all the noise, who are already saying all the things. And you need to put your two cents in. You need to say, no, well, I also think that this is what this means. And just being intentional about showing up in those spaces, oh, yeah. it's it's powerful. And, and and it's just like we teach at the at the Rockstar Masterminds. Everybody wants to talk to the person at the front of the room. Yeah. And and you are that keynote speaker. When you get off that stage, if you ain't got every business card in that room, if everybody ain't running up to you, something ain't right. Like seriously. Yeah. That is that is the position. 
Now you you keep hitting on on, on y'all keep hitting on these words system 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 and and, and I got Mr. Automagic right here. Just <laughs> <laughs> speak to the I'm importance of systems. Man, having a process process equals profit all day every day. Absolutely. I mean, that, yeah, that's a secret that everybody doesn't they don't teach you. They act as if they pull themselves up by their bootstraps and and I did it on my, my lonely. What happened is a lot of times they tapped into somebody else's system. Oh, yeah. They raised it into their own to make it their own. And that's how. That's what mentorship helps. A mentor says, look, this works. Three steps. And then here's how you make your, like you said, make your own way, your own voice. And then from there, you make that system. And once you get that process in place, then you let it go. And the people, they come and they go, but your process is sound. And then that's how your profits come in. So, you know, systems, that's the hard part. But I'm going to be honest, once you get it into play, you just let it run. You just run it. And then people like KC, they can say all they want. But this is systems that make it work. As you sit in your house with your two computers and two phones and you make it work. But no, no, I, and I love that. He can get on to me all he wants to about that because I'm glad I met Jeff because I wasn't a systems person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a run my mouth person. So <laughs> we gotta take a break real quick, right here on the real 1100 AM. But no, it is a great conversation today, and folks are learning so much. I got folks checking in all over the world. Algenia, uh, she said, I got 82 nieces and nephews, and she's trying to inspire them. Baby, you need to start a church, okay? <laughs> We'll be back. Stand up. <laughs> we'll be right back right here on the real 1100 AM. I heart checking in all over the world. We'll be right back. At Align for Life, we work with attorneys across the entire metro area. We are a portal of entry provider, meaning we can ensure your client is triaged accordingly and coordinate all aspects of your client's chiropractic and medical care from start to finish, including referrals to medical doctors, specialists, and imaging. This is Dr. Fowler. Your injury clients deserve the best transportation, extended hours, and compliance monitoring. We understand your needs. Refer your injury and accident victims right now by calling us at 404-383-1110 or visit us at yourfinespine.com. Transportation is provided via Uber and we are open late so your clients can come in after work. Auto accidents, wellness care, slip and fall. We take care of it all. And now, an important message from Steve Harvey. This pandemic isn't over yet. We got the vaccines. I got mine. You might have yours. But listen to this. Don't think just because you got the vaccine that you could just go crazy. Follow the current safety guidelines. I know the mask is hot. But you know what's hotter than these masks? Staying healthy. That's pretty fly if you ask me. Let's unite to prevent. For more information, visit unitetoprevent.org. There's a lot going on in the world, and your world is always changing. That's why it's important to stay connected. The latest news, the latest entertainment, the newest music. If it's in the air or on the air, it can be in the palm of your hand, wherever you are, with the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Over 1,500 live radio stations from across the country and over 15 million songs to create your own custom stations. Text IHR to 45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. 
What's up, y'all? We are the Working, Working Twins. Twins. You're listening to the number one rated business show on the Real 1100 AM. And we are back right here on the Real 1100 AM. It is the number one rated business show, checking in all over the world on iHeartRadio. Going back to what we talked about, uh, we, we kind of briefly, I think we ran past it too fast because too many of us is, is guilty of this. This whole solopreneur lifestyle. And honestly, I can I can talk about it because mm-hmm. I did it. I'm still and trust here. me, it is a nightmare. Yeah. You don't get a day off. Nope. You don't never get to stop. Nope. You ain't got no type of health insurance. You get sick. You got to keep going. I mean, really. So so let, let, let's just start here because a lot of folks, and, and like we was talking, in the black community, we see this a lot because these service businesses are easy to start. And now a lot of times you can get in with low cost. And then what ends up happening, before you know it, you got more cost than you can handle. And your life then became a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So... What, what are some things that people really need to be thinking about? Because we tell folks all the time, if you got to do the work and ain't a business, it's a bad job. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when you start, because you got a zillion businesses now, <laughs> and then your kids got a zillion businesses. When y'all get ready to start these businesses, what are, you say you think systems. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, what's the next step in that? Make sure it's duplicatable long term. See, like with our healthcare company, for example, the kids may or may not decide to run that business, but they can own it. See, it's all about who owns and controls. If you ask both my kids right now, which are two power words? Own and control. He who owns the land, the tools, the resources, you run and control everything. Man. So we, we, we look for, and you said that earlier, it's all about impact. When you walk away, d- did you leave a value add to a person? Does your okay. company leave a value add to a person? So those are things we're looking for. We're looking for uh, system-driven, of course, if it's leaving major impact and if it can be duplicated. I, I love that you said that. Are you leaving impact? Or are you imparting something on this person? Because it's a great quote. I can't remember where I found it. But they say, if you cannot impart your greatness in other folks, you ain't great. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. Now, during the break, you was talking about, you know, systems and this type of thing. And uh, you you were saying that, you know, that's something in the black community that we have been so unaware of and kind of not really taught anywhere. If you want to speak to that yeah, for a second. I, I think I grew up in an immigrant household. So when my parents brought me here from Jamaica, they was just trying to survive. I didn't. First of all, I didn't even know I was an American until I turned 16 and couldn't get my driver's license. Mm-hmm. And it was devastating. I mean, you know, you they did the best that they could. So we were not talking about credit cards. I got my first credit card randomly at Dillard's when I was trying to buy some outfit for homecoming. And the lady was like, oh, you can get this card and you ain't got to pay today. You just got to do this. I was like, oh, for real? Girl. So I didn't know. And that's what happens a lot of times with entrepreneurs. They're like, okay, I'm going to start this business and I'm going to start doing this thing. And then now, like you said, they getting all these clients, but they don't know anything about the process. They don't track their process throughout when they begin. You ain't got time. You don't. You, you, you don't have you time. Don't have you time. are so busy <laughs> from phone calls to trying to get the yeah. work done and all this type of stuff. It was so many years that I was thought I thought I was successful because we was paying the bills and all this type of stuff. Money was coming in, but we weren't managing it because yeah. I'm too busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I know Jeff got a question coming up. I'm, I'm gonna let you in, Jeff. <laughs> I'm going to let you in. <laughs> but go ahead, Joe. No, no. I mean, yeah, y'all on the road. I'm just sitting back waiting. Since I'm I telling you, we've been entertaining Jeff all week. All right, Jeff just sitting back entertained by the show. But no, I, I love the fact that, that we are, uh, we're really talking about these systems and stuff like that. Because if you really look at it, and 
if you really want to be a large corporation, and this is the reason why corporations, y'all ever notice if you work for a corporate job, you can take off in a day, ain't nobody worried about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you work for a small business, like, bro, when you coming back? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because they no, have the systems no in place, they can manage that. They got capacity, it's got flows. I tell y'all, I still work a nine to five job, and I'm using that because what I do is just like you said, I can take off anytime I want because mm. they have the system in place. And while I get my systems in place, I can use that and leverage it to my advantage. And what I think what we just need to spend more time, especially in our community, is teaching people like if you want to get from point A to point B, give a real roadmap. Because a lot of times we just talk in like abstracts, like, oh, you just oh, gotta do this, you just gotta do this. Oh, you I wanna be rich. Yeah. Uh, I want some money. It's just like, no, give me the actual process. And like you said, it's a lot of fluff. Yep. So people just want to get you, they want to funnel you into their into their business, but they don't want to give you the real stuff. And so what you got is a whole bunch of people following these gurus who are not giving them nothing real, nothing tangible. And so now you're building up all these, you're trying to build up the system, <laughs> but it's not working. And you find yourself burnt out, overwhelmed, and you don't want to do it no more. Yep. And then you go right back to corporate America. That, and the cycle that just is continues. So That's that is so true. And, and you know, the interesting thing, you're speaking about the corporate versus small business, and I love that conversation because a lot of times when we talk to clients and I talk to different clients about marketing, I let them know you can't move like a corporation, a fortune-sized corporation. You're not that. That's a whale. You're a minnow. Minnows can move fast. Whales can't. But whales can take up a lot of space that minnows can't. So know your know your position. So. One of the questions that I want to ask you, and a lot of times when we talk about branding, we think of the big brands, yep, the Coca-Colas, the Home Depots, the Turners. Um, one of the questions is, how do you create your voice, right? Mm. Who creates that voice? Does it have to be the owner? Do they outsource somebody to give them their voice? You know, what's that approach look like? Because, see, a lot of them look at bigger brands and say, well, they hired this agency, and they get the voice from the agency. But the approach of getting a voice from a Home Depot is totally different than getting a voice from a Homer Brooks. Yeah. Um, it I really it depends on the industry, the market, the purpose, the product, and that's why the process is so individualized, which is the formula, the process to get there is not different, but each person's journey is going to be different. Mm. And it's based on what is your end goal. When you think about, let's use your example of Home Depot. I'm sure the creators of Home Depot all had very similar values. And so they were able to create a brand that can speak to a corporate sense or a a communal sense. As opposed to when you're Mm. building a personal brand, it can be totally built on your individual values, what you believe, how you feel, what moves you. But when you connect the purpose of the brand that you're creating to the passion or the interest or the values of the person creating it, then you can truly make a brand that's going to have real impact, that's going to feel cohesive, that's going to grow with you, that's going to move with you. But also, you can disconnect yourself from it when you need to. Know your stuff. All right. Mm. I'm let's. Now, now, you own so many different entities. How do you create that, that, that story or, or, or create that brand message? behind owning so many businesses because you can't have a story for all of them <laughs> i know you ain't got a story for all of them. i bet you he do <laughs> i do okay <laughs> i can't hear all of them today i want to know the aviation First off, kc that is a 
dark-skinned brother who has all he needs. <laughs> Say just start with dark skin. Preach on it. <laughs> but with, with aviation, I've just always had a fascination with aircraft. Uh, I went to the Air Force. I had a background in aerospace for okay. motion aeronautics and all that cool aircraft stuff. Um, but that was my physical object okay. of success. It's not to say that I got it. It's that I can afford it. Wow. Mm. And once you're at that point, it's like that was my level of success is a, a mile marker. See, everything is measured. Okay. You know, what, what's not measured doesn't get improved. Oof. Um, Love it. I wanted to hit something on that that was very important, what you just said. A lot of times people are working a nine to five and they may frown upon that. Man, I, I hate my job, whatever. And then on the flip side, people who have immersed into entrepreneurship, the first thing they do is knock jobs. But you got to realize your nine to five is your number one capital investor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love my you see what I'm saying? So it's like. <laughs> and training ground. Yeah. Yes. You, you better learn. See, one of the best jobs you can get as a as a kid. It used to be McDonald's. Now say Chick-fil-A. Okay. Because of the, the, I'm the, the glad you say that customer service and folks, management. I, I, I'm glad you say that because folks don't realize running a fast food joint. Mm-hmm. You want to see management. You want to see a business run and this type of stuff. My quick. first job was uh, Taco Bell, then Pizza Hut, and these type of things. But mm-hmm. you know, managing those those restaurants and this type of stuff, I learned so much about yeah. you know learning how to actually run the business, mm-hmm. understanding your numbers, understanding those mm-hmm. hours, making sure hey we getting slow. You need to go home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. That that is such a great training ground, like it you is. said. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it it teaches you so much about uh, when you're working. Except you ain't not working no fast food. You just eat at it. Say what? You ain't not working no fast food. You just eat at it. No, I used to work at Little Caesars. <laughs> what? My first, job, my first job was at a lumberyard, and that told me right then and there. You didn't want to work at a lumberyard. <laughs> manual labor, and that's why I got into you got to do more thought process type businesses. And then I started realizing I'm working real hard, making little money. And this dude, he's not doing anything. He's making all the money. Oh, yeah. That's when I realized I need to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now speak to that. Uh, because, like you say, I'm sitting here working for you, and I'm doing all your work. But you're making all the money. Mm-hmm. Speak to that and, and the power of being an entrepreneur and why it should be that way. Again, first of all, uh, entrepreneurs, we drive the economy. We provide jobs. A lot of times people say, well, why do you get all the tax advantages? Because I give jobs. Exactly. So it's an incentive for me to build successful companies to be able to um, equip families economically. Um, you know, it, it, the t- and I'm not giving this uh, tax advice or CPA or anything like that. But if uh, an employee made $100,000 and a business owner made $100,000, well, the employee is taxed up front. Oh, yeah. Around 37 to 40%. I was going to say, he ain't going to so, get home with $100,000. He so, ain't going to see it. So in actuality, they work from January the 1st. A lot of people right now with 9 to 5s, you're working free until Mar- uh, May the 1st. Wow. And then your salary kicks in. The entrepreneur, if they make $100,000 a year, they, they buy a new vehicle for the company, buy new equipment, new mics, everything. At the end of the year, you only have $25,000 left over. You're only taxed on what's left over. You both made 100000 but it's who kept the most money. Oh, yeah. So the tax system is designed for the entrepreneur. And even if a person's working nine to five, I highly employ still get a LLC because that affords you to be able to get tax advantages. Oh, yeah. You know, pay your kids. Once your kids 10, 11 years old, they should be on payroll because right now mm-hmm. you're at 12. I think it's 12, 5, 12,500 that each child is tax deduction. Oh, yeah. So I put my kids on W-2. 
That that but but no that that's a, a amazing thing and and I want to stop right there for a second because and talk about these two different tax structures because a lot of folks don't know LLC does not mean corporation no. you do not get the same advantages it is this, it's a tax return that flows straight through and it's like a sole proprietor uh, LLC don't do nothing but protect you from a lawsuit that's it but when you get into that S corp status and all this type of stuff but a lot of folks when they get into this corporate status and and you can probably speak to this. Uh, they say you get taxed twice. Mm-hmm. I- explain the myth behind that, because it ain't as true as folks think. As a sequel, it, it's, again, this is not tax advice whatsoever. It's just based on experience. He knowledge. is not a tax professional, but he is an <laughs> entrepreneurial expert. All right. But, but with that, you do get taxed twice in certain regards. Um, I'm going to highly encourage everybody to get with their CPA to go into further oh, explanation yeah. of that. But it depends on your structure, because back in the, the, the late 90s, early 2000s, Everybody's rushing out trying to get C Corp. I say, like, whoa, pump your brakes. Then everybody wanted to say, well, I'm going to get S Corp. Yeah. Pump your brakes again. You have to know what your game plan is. What's your blueprint? Okay. What is it that you're looking mm-hmm. to achieve? Uh, here's the deal. When you start the company, you should be looking at the exit strategy. Mm. See, ideally, we always think, oh, I'm going to run this company. We're going to have it for 50 million years. I've built companies and sold companies. I started with 35 companies since I was 27. I'm 49. Wow. And I built them. Some didn't make it. A lot of them did. Some I sold. Some I still hold. Some I'm building them to sell. No, I, but I love, love, I love what you said. Start with your exit strategy. How am I getting out of this? You know, and that's something that's not really taught in our community at all. I mean, we we're we're starting now to really you know push entrepreneurship and really really teach it all over the place. But you know, a lot of these type of things, this mindset, because it took me a while to get in the mindset of a CEO. It was like, no, bro, you ain't supposed to do the work. You write the vision, you make it plain, you get the money to pay for it, everybody else do the work. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So when, when when we start thinking about things like this, how do you how do we start to process this type of stuff? Like how do we change our community and start changing the mindset? And because let me tell you, I don't know if folks notice this or not. You know the last time I seen a black lawn care company. <laughs> like for real. A real one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every last one of them I see now is Mexican. And I ain't mad at Mexico because y'all doing y'all thing. But what is we doing? Where are we going? Yeah. So how do we change this? It, it's really about access. We have to be intentional about getting our people access to this information. They're not getting it in public schools. Kids barely go in school. Mm-hmm. You, We just have to be intentional about saying, here's this information. How can we get it out to people? Where do we need to go? And if I'm looking from a brand strategy point of view, I'm thinking, okay, who are the people who have touch points to the people that I'm trying to reach okay. and get connected with them? So teachers, guidance counselors, principals, superintendents, councilmen, people who are connected to the communities that really need this information and say, okay, how can we form a collaboration? How can we partner? How can I get you involved in this? Because people need this information. They need to be able to know how they can create the exit strategy come up with a plan to build generational wealth so they're not tied to somebody else's payroll for the rest of their life. And I, I will never knock my nine to five, but at some point by, I'm tired of building your dream. Yeah. You know, we well, we gotta give we gotta give our communities a fighting chance and that's just about being intentional. Well I think I think that, that you touched on something real key with that with saying access. I think the challenge now is or or, or the challenge I would like to say is going out is access. It's like, here's two things our community has done in the past that has hurt us. First, a lot of us didn't even knew it, know it exists because we 
come up from a generation of work hard, get a gold watch. You know what I'm saying? Um, they'll take care of you to, wait a minute, they didn't take care of me, but still work hard, still go to college and work hard. Even though it didn't work for me, still do what I did and hope. But I people that are more entrepreneurial. So yeah. with those entrepreneurs out there, they can now see entrepreneurs that are successful. See, the problem before that we saw athletes being successful oh, because yeah. we saw them out there making money. Now they can see entrepreneurs that are out there making money. But here, here's the challenge that I'm giving. As entrepreneurs, we need to reach back and tell the truth. Each one, not each the one. Fluff. You know, not yeah. the fluff. And I it's going to be some good days and some bad days, mm-hmm. but the truth. That, that's a good point because, as I was talking about the three types of education, where we don't hone in on the financial education, here's what I found out. And mm-hmm. you, you'll notice a lot of the big companies are doing it now. They're saying we don't want a degree. Okay. Here's what I found. A students often teach B students who work for C students. Wow. And buildings, they ain't those after the D students. Mm. Mm. But, yep. you know, but, you know, it, 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 and I, I think all entrepreneurs kind of share this. School is hard for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because I remember being in college. I dropped out of college in my third year. And when I finally started being honest about it, but what was happening at that time, this was right when digital marketing was emerging. The title hadn't been in, hadn't even been coined yet. So I'm sitting here in class. They talking about this marketing that I'm like, bro, ain't nobody doing this no more. Everybody going through Google now. We got Facebook coming up and all this type of stuff. And they sit up here telling me, well, they ain't real marketing. Or they ain't how we do it in this type of stuff. I'm like, man, I'm making money today. Right. And not today. I was right. <laughs> and I make more money than both of y'all put together. But. Now, the, the the point is, and I want to go back to something you said earlier, and I want to, I definitely want to ask you because you got such successful kids. Do we want schools teaching our kids entrepreneurship, or should we be teaching them? No, we need to teach them. We need to teach them. Absolutely, I have one child, and more to come, and I'm going to be intentional about giving them this information because just like y'all, we we've been saying it, but nobody said it directly. We are duplicating the experiences that our parents gave oh, yeah. us. And so now we have to be intentional about showing them this is the path, this is how you do it, this is why it's important, and you also need to teach your kids the same thing. Oh, yeah. White folks been teaching their kids how to do this. That's why they're so successful. Oh, yeah. They, they have these hedge funds. They got these things set up for their kids. They have systems in place ready to go. We didn't have access to that. We didn't understand what that meant to build those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so now if we don't really take a turn and say, what do I need to do to make sure my child understands this? Then we're going to yeah. keep repeating the cycle. But also something that I don't know who said it, but entrepreneurs often have a tendency to be very selfish with the information that they have, especially in the black community. Oh yeah, They don't want to give away their information. They want you to sign up for their program, which I'm all for. Oh yeah, Hey, you learned this, you did this, you took the time. However, we also need to be, intentional about giving back and about saying here is this free information that is actually valuable take it and go do what you need to do with it wow yeah get up to you back real quick i know we got limited time but you're, you're preaching right there because here's the thing the challenge is we are teaching everybody to have closed eyes school is meant to make employees mm-hmm. school has never been yep. meant to make bosses Exactly. It's meant for you to answer, to, to follow directions. If I tell you Christopher Columbus discovered America, even though people were here, 
Don't ask no questions is what I said. Yep. And so when you go to jobs and they say you got to work the holidays, family is important, you can't take off, but I'm taking off because family is important, don't question their process. Just follow instructions and do the work. The problem is entrepreneurs don't fit that because entrepreneurs think logically. It's like that doesn't make any sense. And that's why it doesn't work well for entrepreneurs. School is meant for you to follow directions. That's what we need to teach a new curriculum when it comes to teaching our community. With, with Jeff, I know you don't see uh, uh, Greg over here throwing any fives up in my face. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're going to have to oh. end it right there because I want to make sure that y'all both get a chance to get y'all's information out because we got a lot of folks in the comments. Uh, they really want to know from both of y'all, and they want to they be able to follow you, and they want to get involved with you guys. So uh, I'm, I'm going to let you go first, Ms. Lindo. Ladies first. Thank you so much. Dark skin ladies <laughs> first today. <laughs> uh, That's right. That's right. Put some respect on it. I ain't hating today. I'm happy today. So, <laughs> uh, y'all can follow me on Instagram at Martina M A R T I N A K R I S T I A N dot co, uh, and you can find all my handles for my business, my podcast, and all the things I'm doing, uh, and some cute pictures of my baby too. Oh, go ahead, say <laughs> some cute pictures. <laughs> Go ahead, Dr. Harris. Hey, you guys can find me on my website at SeanJHarris.com. That's S-E-A-N, the letter J, Harris.com. Uh, all social media, uh, Dr. Sean J. Harris, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think that's about it. YouTube. All right. And you can follow the show on uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Jeff, everywhere. <laughs> y'all can go to Jeff House with him. And y'all can be a part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> But no, we, we, we definitely appreciate it. We are finishing a, a another wonderful week right here on the Real 1100 AM at the number one rated business show on iHeartRadio. We got a quote for the day uh, coming from Miracles Do Happen. We're going to let her read it herself. So uh, let's go. The quote of the day is, sometimes you are right in the middle of a miracle and you just don't know it yet. Mm. Go, girl. That's going to work for this oh, Friday. Oh, one more announcement before we go. I heard Miss Lindo and The Rock have a friend. Greg done cut them all the way off. We can't hear you, bro. You're going to have to put that one in the comments for us. Uh, we'll be back uh, Monday at 3 p.m. You can catch us once again live, and you can catch the restream of this episode right here tonight at 10 o'clock on all our social networks. Uh, we'll be back 3 o'clock. Uh, Monday, Greg looking like, bro, if you don't shut up and stop this show, thank y'all so much for joining us all over the world on iHeartRadio, Real 1100 AM. I am Casey Pride. I'm out.